0: now that's what you see now like bigger like bigger head yeah. football coaches are bringing in like other like prime example Alabama like their agents probably got together and made that happen and like talked to each other like, and let like because yeah. I doubt Nick Saban looked at Indiana yeah. and was like I need that like yeah he probably, probably not like, care
1: that much but who knows no I think That'll he cares sense. about every possible step Anything that could you make mean, that you team wouldn't better, hire guys that have track
0: records like the way they do. probably
1: like, fuck it, I can win with record. Well, good. Really, I, you know, I mean, I guarantee it. Track record is one thing, but it's it's. I think his thing is like, he he knows he can get away with giving somebody a second chance where another school couldn't. You know, because because he's still at the helm. Yeah, almost like. But he knows, they but got he got knows it. what he what he can get out of that person. And he's like, look. I'm not shocked. I don't need get away with away chargers and uh, challengers too. You know Well. uh, Well, now with the new
0: with the new rule, they can do whatever the hell they want. Seems like. Well, here's what I was talking to somebody about the other day. Is like now with people like now with some of the kids earning money and stuff, it's going to be taxable income. So, and like, yeah. and like eventually the universities may say, hey, your scholarship's taxable. Well, no, that's what me,
1: me and somebody were talking about it the other day. It's like, really gonna be a
0: bad deal for them. It's gonna get Because it's more. gonna be like,
1: oh, you wanna get paid? We'll pay you, but then you're getting taxed. The thing with the, the money with the kid, like we all were there and got money. Well,
0: not you. Like,
1: nothing's gonna say. Like, nothing's gonna say. So, well, it's you like guys, this, you guys, you guys got to be there because of me. me. So it's like this. Yeah. You're welcome. Hey, you welcome. Give the kids a little bit more money yeah. to live off of. That's fair. Yeah. Like, they should be able to pay their rent, yeah. buy food, Go spend money at a bar and, like, not take a girl out to eat and not worry. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, yeah, this they were fun enough. They these, that. Yeah. Some of these kids that complain about they don't have this, like, that's not true. That Like, I know that's not true because, like, I was there. Like, yeah. you know, I know what I got at a major university and a small university. So, like, I know what you're getting. Oh, yeah. Don't Don't bullshit. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, it's always that woe is me. Say, we don't have enough money for, to eat. It's like you don't have enough money to eat really. You, you you get freaking food before and after practice and you probably get three to yeah. five thousand three to five thousand a semester live off of plus possibly pale green, which is another six thousand dollars. Like what else do you want? Like where do you want to go? Plus free meals at the calf. Yeah. Food was still eaten. Yeah. Anyways. Plus it was like a holiday
0: break. And it's fine. Alright, where are we starting? Oh
1: right, yeah, we're We're going. Yeah, but so now we'll officially start. That was a warm up. Yeah, that was the intro. <coughs> yeah, alright. So, welcome back to the show. Up here in uh, Hattiesburg at Southern Miss with our buddy Jason. What's up, Jason? What's up? Welcome to the show. Um, so, I guess, give the folks a little bit of backstory on you. Um, I mean, you played with these guys in South Alabama, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, so
0: grew up in Mobile, Alabama. Um, where did you know, go to high school? Spanish for. high nice. school. Um, played played varsity three years there. Really, uh, we won three state championships. But I don't really count my freshman year because um, you didn't contribute enough. No, and I really only played freshman football. But going on from that, like one junior senior year, um, I got a, a, the bulk of my offers which were probably from the USA, to Sunbelt, after my junior season. And I really think, like honestly, I was recruited off the size because. If you look back in my junior season, I maybe totaled 75 tackles, yeah. um, and I was just like a, I was just a big, you know, a big kid, big high school football player that looked athletic enough to be able to play college football. Yeah. Um, so I was very humble, like very, very glad to, to get an opportunity to play college football, and I really didn't expect it to go any further than that. I was just happy to be like have my school paid for and you know have no student debt really. Yeah. Um, so stayed home, went to South Alabama. I knew half the coaches already, so I would have coached in my high school and, you know, things like that. But, um, you know, throughout my tenure at South Alabama, I met Jake, met Rink, you know, met you along the way, Where we'd probably seen each other in passing, too. Yeah. Um, but I think the journey, through, the journey through college, like, my first strength coach, Justin Schwinn, um, you know, him and I think Joey Sharon pulled me pulled me aside one day after a workout, maybe it was like during summer or something, I think it was like my sophomore year, and I'm like, hey, I, I really don't know what you're doing in school, but you need to look into being a strength coach, because when you come into the weight room, you bring a different attitude, and like you're you you you're sitting here on the floor coaching other kids while you lift, and like, you're kind of being a leader in the weight room, you need to really look into this, like this as a profession, and so that kind of got my mind switched on to things, and by that point, I was probably 75 percent done with my business degree and i was like all right well if i get my fifth year i'll uh i'll get my master's in exercise science make it happen and uh, go from there Um, so that happened I, i finished my undergrad in three years maybe three and a half and then i had a year and a half to play with so i ended up getting to the exercise science school got my master's degree um throughout that time i was finishing playing football I was working for Jake part time, I remember I interned with him for a little bit and just worked out there as soon as I finished you know, actually playing ball um, and then he really helped me get a grasp of like kind of the basic conjugate system and everything like that um, and then we trained for Pro Day, of course I really didn't expect anything out of Pro Day, I just wanted to do it and be able to compete one last time yeah. with a lot of my friends just to kind of put the nail in the coffin of my career. Uh, which was fun and you know if something came out of it then great but I really wasn't expecting like I wasn't let down when you know I didn't get a call after the day or whatever Um, it was just fun to train for it and I like as a strength coach I wanted to sit there and train for it and be able to take other kids through you know, do the same kind of thing you know see something through see a good training session all the way through Um, so after that I kind of made I kind of came in a fork in the road and I talked to a lot of you know, strength coaches like L.A., who I work for now, and uh, Schwinn, and I talked to Jake and other things, and I said, hey, I, I kind of want to get in this college thing a try, and um, you know, all of them pretty much said the same thing, like, if you're going to do it, go do it, like, go out, you've got to be willing to pick up the move and do, go after it, so I was like, okay, let's do it. Um, Coach Schwinn, I was lucky enough to get uh, an unpaid internship at the University of Texas, um, with some guys who knew out there, uh, it was a phenomenal staff, I learned a lot from them, and I'm sure we'll go into that on in another podcast, but um, ended up being there for three months, I wish I could have stayed the entire season to really get a grasp of things, but um, I guess either I did so well, or I was just so diligent working there that they had found a part-time position for me, um, you know, three months the mentorship, they said, hey, do you want to move to Jonesboro, Arkansas, I work to Arkansas State. And it was like a Friday morning when we were like going through lift groups, and yeah. you know my
1: intern coordinator came up to me and said that, and I was like, whoa, what? So the strength and conditioning world a lot like the rest of college athletics, as much who you know as what you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I would almost, I would almost look at it more as like it, you know, like the old saying is, what is it, the hands you shake, not the, um, not the money, money you money. make or not the money you make, whatever. Um, but it's more about the people you know, Yeah. right? So I was just like, and I'm fortunate enough, like my whole career I've been in the right place at the right time and around the right people. Um, as young as I am to be in the position I'm in, like it's, it's pretty unheard of. Like a lot of kids, you know, a lot of GAs we've had here
1: that I've ran into or my age still in grad school, we're just now getting we're into like, school. Well, like, LA would be nice to get him on one day because, like, I'm pretty sure he was a football Wasn't he a football coach before but family yeah. intern? Yeah. Like, he had yeah. kids and everything. i had it out for a long time. Yeah, he I mean, was, like, I think he was, like, 30,
0: I think he was, like, 30 or 31 or something, unpaid intern there Like So me and him, like, going through those big, unpaid internships at bigger schools, like, we kind of, like, worked the same way. Like, hey, we want to, like, we want to have interns here. We want to do this. We want to do that. Like we're used to seeing big programs, but here, when you get to like a little bit of a smaller school, it's finicky with things. You you know, when you do the ins and outs of the day to day, you're, you're, you're more, you know you have to be more well-rounded in your profession. But yeah, um, got to Arkansas State. It was making like a thousand dollars a month there. It was a great time, great learning experience. I um, worked ahead of baseball and assistant with football and then kind of just helped with the day-to-day of running the weight room and stuff like that, nutrition and everything like that. It was a good opportunity, good learning experience for me. Um, and then COVID hit, and I was like, man, I really need to find a full-time job. Like, everyone else is getting laid off from their jobs and this and that and the other. And, uh, you know, Coach Swin again, reached out to me and said, do you want to get into tactical? Like well, there's there's probably not going to be any opportunities in college football for the next two years, so might as well do it now. And if you know, if I jump back into the pool later, good, you know, let it happen. But um, ended up taking a contract job out in El Paso, Texas, uh, working with the military, worked with a couple different groups out there, um, anywhere from 300 to 3,000 soldiers, and really that was just like um, almost like seminar type thing you know, like a, like a CrossFit level one or something like that. Like it was that type of stuff, but we would kind of build out our own kind of educational platform and, you know, send them out to the military and kind of go and like, you know, do you know, three days with one group, two days with the other or whatever and, you know, teach them basically how to lift and how to program for strength, how to program for, you know, cardiac output and everything like that. Um, so that was a really good time, really good job, really good you know profession for someone who maybe has kids or a family or something. Um, but for me, I think there was still something there with college football. Yeah. And luckily, you know, as soon as L.A. took this job, um, he called me and I was like, "I can be there in two weeks." And he's like, "Perfect, let's go." You know, so uh, been here since January and loved it ever since. You know, gotten to know a lot of the kids. On a personal level, I think me being so young, they kind of are able to, to look at me or, or come to me with some, some more of their personal problems. And yeah, they feel more comfortable over it. Yeah, it's almost like I'm a bridge to some of the other coaches, too, um, to kind of translate things into more, you know, terms for them to understand. But uh, I think my role here is is, is going really well, and, um, just to kind of help, you know, kind of be all hands on deck, help anyone, anytime, you um, and you know, as a as a strength coach, especially that that's what you're here to do. You're not here to to, to run to rule the world, or you know, run the whole building. You're here to get the kids ready to play their sport. Yeah. So um, that's that's led me up to this point now. Yeah. But that right. no, it's been fun. Yeah, and you here you work with football and what track? Yeah, part? so right now we're splitting football and track, and um, we just had two JAs leave. Um one ended up getting. A seasonal internship at the Buffalo Bills, and then another one went took a part-time spot at Michigan. So they're both off doing big things. Hopefully, they get a big-time jobs soon too. Um, but it's you know they were kind of part of the last app too, so I'm sure they kind of you know knew they needed to find something when they got here. But I mean, a month into them working with us, they kind of fit in you know fit in perfect, and they were really good coaches. They knew what they were doing. They were coaching the track team by themselves. They were good guys, but I wish them nothing but the best. Um, So, yeah, now we're kind of empty nesters. We're trying to find
1: some more people to bring in and work with us. But, no, it's for fun. Nice. Well, uh, tell us about maybe we can do a walk around and you can show us the weight room. Because, like, for a smaller school, you know, like coming from South, like me coming from Virginia Tech, like we had everything under the sun in the weight room. Like I was telling you, we had the – t-rex like presses and nobody's ever seen like we had crazy stuff in there that nobody had and then you get south and like they're like oh it's a newer school smaller school We're have the budget we just have bars and chains and bands which is cool when you come here and like the weight room's small but like literally it's like an amalgamation of like every brand everything like i mean you have Sornex benches racks uh elite fts uh yoke bars elite fts like frankenhypers are like three grand a pop I mean, you have Kaiser belt squat, Kaiser uh, cable machine. I mean, you. I mean, I think those are probably Sonex that pull downs. Yeah. You have some other early FTS stuff over there. I mean, you guys have you have Thormaxes hooked up on every pillar. I mean, you guys have a bunch of stuff. I don't think people really would think a smaller school would have, like you know, not a Power Five would have. Yeah. And um, how do y'all incorporate a lot of this stuff? Use a lot of this stuff. I know. When L.A. got here, lot of was probably here, you said you would rearrange it where, I mean, honestly, you can, I feel like you can do a lot in here, how you can move stuff around. Mm-hmm. But um, just kind of talk about the equipment, because I know coming from Arkansas State, you probably not have all this
0: No, all and this we, stuff. Yeah, we had a brand new weight room at Arkansas State when I got there. Um, it was their first year in it. Um, it was all hammer string stuff, and they had half racks. Um, it kind of looked like this a little bit, but it was a little bit longer. But here, yeah, it's a kind of a culmination of a bunch of different brands, a bunch of different probably strength coaches that have come through here in the past, you know, five or six years. Um, I know they gutted the weight room, let's say, probably five years ago, and you know brought all sore neck stuff in here, which is fine. Um, I mean, it's pretty functional for what we do. Um, I think a lot of the equipment we have now we make work. But the, yeah, like the add-ons, like the fat the fat bitches from Elite FTS, I think William Street made them. And especially the Franken hypers and stuff, that's that's shoulder savers for us, and that's
1: posterior chain, you know, builders. Well, like, especially, especially like that, the hype, the, the, frankens, the duels, I mean, for how many square feet is this? 10,000 maybe? <sighs> yeah, if yeah. that, like 10 to yeah. eight? So like, you have a dual, Franken, you have a reverse hybrid glute hand put together, and a footprint that's probably two feet by five feet, you know, so like, that saves a lot of room. So have 16 different pieces of equipment, you're made of them. You know. Yeah. Um,
0: for sure, and we use them. We use them almost daily. Um, and of course, the pitch shark. Like I, we have a couple of kids with slip discs that just literally can't put a bar on the back. And I, as a street coach, especially in a college setting, like yes, yeah, you would love. Like I think everyone should go do a back squat. Yes. But especially some of your older guys, like why well, do this? You I don't know. have
1: to. Remember. Or alignment, like.
0: You know, and we play it by feel Like if I think someone really needs to be over there with me on the belt well, squat, again, come over. You know, we'll still get working and we'll still we'll still you know, build some sort of strength. But for the most part we're especially now in the summer, like we're trying to get these kids ready to play. It's not so much about like building anymore, it's like, hey, let's perform, especially going in July right before camp. It's like, hey, let's get ready like feel bad today or like, hey, maybe I have some kickers over there that don't that's fine. You still get some work on the bell squat. You're still going to squat heavy weight. just may not be on your shoulders. Maybe on your hips. It, you know. um, but yeah, all this, all this, you know, equipment is great. Uh, we really haven't gotten to the Raptors a whole lot. And you, we keep kind of programming stuff in, but then, you know, by the day-to-day or when we get to that Thursday when we want to do some of our jump stuff, we're just like, oh, the guys are kind of tired. Of it's not too famous and yeah that, you know, kind of a kind of a bitch to move around to, but I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it, especially in season, um, doing some band and stuff in here just to keep guys active, you know, but um, a lot of this equipment, yeah, already here. Um, like I said, we've only been here a couple months. And, you know, there's some stuff we want to add for sure. Like we want to get some bigger trap bars that you can actually load up um, to kind of save their lower backs and stuff. But Other than that, I mean, we've got stuff here that, you know, you could, you could sit here
1: and make make things up almost every day. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When we walked in, there was a bunch of stuff I wasn't expecting to see compared to, you know, I see, like, when you post videos and you're coaching or you're lifting stuff and you just kind of see your own platform, but, like, everything that's in here, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Like, I I don't know who, like, I bet nobody else in the uh, conference, you would say maybe UAB has. Like the Vertamaxes or maybe some Kaiser stuff or even the brothers, Like yeah. nobody has that stuff, and the, you know the kids are using it. Like they're going to stay healthy and strong and be able to compete with those top-level schools because I mean, that's what they
0: have. Exactly. Yeah, and like the Kaisers are great for a lot of our quarterbacks. Um, a lot of guys just coming off their shoulder surgery and different things like that. Because um, it's it's really it's a pressure it's a pressure. Um, It's, it's, it's resisted by pressure. So a lot of those quarterbacks, we can get different angles, you know, pull the single arm, pull the double arm, or, or really push it off of it too, or we can get, you know, like a, like a bodybuilding ball, cable fly. With, or with, with all the kinds
1: of stuff, you can set it to a certain resistance the way you get. The, there's no, like the angle doesn't matter, like it's the same all the way through at yeah, the whole chain movement. So you're getting that same resistance all the way through, except for those guys that have shoulder issues. Like So if you're doing something like, just how the levers are on the body like if you're doing a bicep curl like once you get to 90 it's like way easier but on um, the kaiser was the air compressor i mean if the resistance is all the way up you feel it the entire range of motion exactly The resistance is so actually if guys have shoulders your backs, hips like your pit shark but that i mean the kaiser shark whatever to call it, and then just range the motion with the same resistance you're not going to get that anywhere besides maybe like the uh, uh Rhino, when we have bands on it, you kind of have resistance the whole way through. But like, even like a normal squat, like you get above buck you're not to grind it out the yeah. way that it's like. Yeah, same pressure all the way through, yeah. which is great. Uh, but yeah, man, I love all our
0: equipment here. You know, we're hoping to add on to it. You know, hopefully, if we win enough games, get a big, bigger, uh, bigger weight room here in a couple of years. But yeah. we'll see what happens. For right now, we make it work. We run about 30, 40 kids in here at a time. Um, so it does get a little crowded,
1: but yeah, we only make it work, so. I think, two good one thing since y'all rearranged is when you're doing bar work, you can have a bunch of kids right here where we're at, and you have a bunch of kids over there, so it's not too crowded, like, at South, before they, sometime, I can't remember how it is now, but like, I mean, kids are like back to back in the labor, like, yeah. doing, like, deadlift or clay and clean. it's just like, not the safest environment. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it'll get
0: like that a little bit in here too, but it's not it's not terribly bad and we can manage it and especially like you said, like, you know, if we have say, you know, we run a lot of like circuit type things or um, we kind of superset everything together. We'll do like a clean and then we'll have like a corrective over here, right? So kids can come over and, you know, hit the corrective and then go back to their clean and kind of stay out of the way of one another. Um, and we're a high tempo, like we're high tempo training. Like if you're doing a push, well, you you're coming over here and you're doing a pull right after, you know. And that's just that's just the way LA likes to program. He likes to get a lot of work done in a short amount of time, and I think it gets these kids in really good shape really fast. Um, and some of the things we do, like we'll we'll pair a back squat with a pull up. You know, we'll we'll throw we'll, we'll throw the safety bars up, and we've been we've been on a huge kick of Hatfields lately just because it's. It's almost like you're replicating a box
1: squat. You know, but the kids can control how much their hands are helping. You know. And like with the kids too, like they have that mental thing of like they're lifting heavy because you can go a lot heavier. But you knowing that it's safer but they're gonna get stimulus
0: you know. Exactly. We have ta- like we have target weights for all these guys that we want them to hit like, you know, hey you gotta have pills today, we want you to hit, you know, I think the bar's sixty five pounds, right? So like we want you to hit anywhere from 405 to 425 or for, you know, a set of four. And if it's feeling light, we want you moving with speed. If it's feeling heavy, grind it out and let's go, you know. So that's kind of how we, you know, we run kind of like an RV type type system here. Uh, we have goal weights for everyone to hit. And if they hit those weights for the day, hey, like, you're good. Come back next week, throw five, pounds, throw five more pounds on it, right, let's roll, you know. Um, we don't get too complicated with it. Keep it simple. Keep, you know, we introduce probably one or two new movements a week to these kids, especially when they start kind of, you know, in a weight room, you can feel boredom set in, but we still want to have a progression, right? So, you know, we may change a corrective. We may change something the warm up. Um, we may, instead of a, instead of a bilateral hatfield, we may go to a single leg safety bar squat, something like that for a week, and they go back to whatever we were doing. Um, so we kind of we, we play around a little bit, but for the most part we stay on schedule with what we want to accomplish. You know, your push pull and your squat, man, push pull squat, um, and then we're heavy on the GHDs for you know whether it be reverse hyper glute ham, hyper's or um, lately we've been throwing in razor curls. That's kind of a change up too. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember the old school razor curl. Oh man, so it's like a glue ham, right? But you don't keep your back. Um, I guess you, as you as you come up, you don't keep your back still. Like you go in and out. Like you yeah. see. Oh yeah, that's like how we do it. it. Yeah. That, that's yeah. how we okay. do it. Okay. Yeah. that's that mic like, literally going in and out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we call uh, it yeah. Uh, yeah, so we call uh, it uh, he calls it a razor curl and, and you know, it's it's an old school movement that he's been doing for years. But like the kids have so much trouble with it. But it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. So okay. yeah. Well and like, they don't really understand like that especially the, the, the hip flexion. With the knee extension at the same time, yeah. you know? Like,
1: it's awkward. You know, like, but it all translates to when you're running. Yeah, I know we don't have a lot of time because you gotta go, but uh, kind of talk about when you got when you two got here, you, uh Lance about what the kids were doing and kind of what you're doing now. Just like, not that what they were doing before was wrong, but I feel like when we talked, they were so caught up in one way of doing things that the kids were, maybe they are brutally strong, but not brutally athletic, Yeah, you know, because they were so tight. Uh-huh. Uh, can I get into just like how you bring in different elements of different training philosophies? Because every kid's different, but we just go straight west side, where people get messed up with, they want to train like west side, but well, west side's a gym and it's a culture. It's not a system. Yeah. It's, it's a culture of lifting heavy, yelling at each other, slamming bars, me beating your ass, you beating my ass, where, and college, you can't really do that. It's not the same. Kind of just talk about the, what you guys brought in different and kind of how the kids had picked it up and athletically and mobility and how they've improved so much just in the six months that you guys were working with them. Yeah, and I'll, I'll preface it by saying like there's no wrong
0: way to do something. You know, maybe the coaches who were here before us saw a, a massive deficit in strength. They, up. they knew it was going to take however long they were here to do it, you know. Um, you know by all means, do it. And I'm not saying we do it the right way either. Like, we, we mess up every day. Yeah. We literally... We all can get better. We like, all can yeah. We write our monthly or our weekly plan up. And then by Thursday, it's like, oh, dude, we got to throw this out. We got to do something. Else. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, like they, right. It, it's all how the kids feel. And it's all how they move. Um, but, yeah, like, they, I don't think they had cleaned in three years. Okay. Uh, which, I mean, if you're going to, like, you're going to have some sort of... I think you have to have some sort of cleaning clean. clean or whatever you want to do in a football football. You know, yeah. also, kids love, like if they know how to do it, they love it. Love it and love also, it. Before, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. If,
1: like, with college football I think you got to put a clean. Like, it's crazy coming from me because like, minus like the Olympic stuff that you guys it I program, like, I don't really do clean with my kids at school just because I don't have time to because it's so technical and yeah. I have 45 minutes. But, in a football setting, I wouldn't do clean just because the shock absorption. You learn how to absorb that shock in here so in a field, you will get your ass blasted. Because you don't know how to absorb something. Like, when we were talking to, uh, I think it was like, we are just working with one of the kids in here or other, like, we were just kind of talking about how you I was talking about snatching, like, with your hips. Like, hey, if you uppercut it, right? And he was kind of like, okay. But then I showed him, like, hey, like, he's a tackle. Like, you know, when you kick slide and all of a sudden your coach so just a throw your hips and launch into them, do you see where that translates from the snatch? They kind of click for them, you yeah. know what I mean? But just the absorption of, you know, powder clean, 315, 360, you know, like when you hit on a field, you'll be able to absorb that yeah. impact. before. they, they did sort of clean variation,
0: and then we stick mostly right now to snatch pulls um, just to develop the upper back. It's tough to teach the snatch. It's It takes too much time yeah. to teach a snatch, and... I don't. I really feel like, especially for football, for getting sports specific, like being overhead in a snatch is a very, is a very compromising position. And um, if you're ever like, if
1: you ever look like that on the field, yeah. well, it's especially like good. the kids, a lot of the probably wake up in the shoulders, and like yeah. you don't want them to get hurt. Like I get that, and, um, and but like I so said, like it's snatch deadlifts, snatch pulls. I mean, you get your upper back strong. Exactly. Yes. Because you're doing your lower back every day with hypers or glutes. Now, upper back's a lot harder because, I mean, if you're doing pull-ups, rows, horizontal rows, that's great, but pull something off the ground, yeah. wide stand. Like, if you deadlift, snatch grip, clean grip, I mean, that's a yeah. 300-pound difference right there. And it's a natural limiter, too, because the wide grip, your grip's not going to be very strong
0: out there, Yeah. okay? So we're not going to sit here and deadlift heavy off the ground, and you're building up the back at the same time, and then they're learning to sink down in their hips a little bit lower, as opposed to like a regular deadlift or a clean deadlift. So we think snatch deadlift or snatch pull is perfect. Um, you know, maybe next year we'll get into snatch high pulls or, or, you know, we'll have some sort of lighter progression where we may go overhead a little bit. But, you know, for right now I think we're accomplishing most of our, most of our explosive work with our cleans yeah. and doing some of our other jumps and stuff too. We're huge in into metrics. We try to jump once or twice a week at least and we try to keep that pretty consistent. Um, even in season two when box jumps and, you know, different depth drops or something like that. Um, so we, like, me and Ellie both, I think we've taken a lot of things that we've learned through everywhere that we've been. And we kind of put it all together into not the perfect program because, like I said, nothing's going to be perfect. But something we think these kids are going to get the most out of. Yeah. Like, biggest thing for your buck exercises, you know, with the right progressions and with the right schemes. Now when you get into sets and reps, like, it, it doesn't matter go higher volume on the upper body You're gonna go lower volume on the lower body Like the, the way you, you you manipulate the sets and reps really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Right? We want quality movement we want work. You. Yeah. We want you moving move heavy weight heavyweight and we want it to be quality movement. If we can't attack those or if we can't achieve those two things then hey we need to figure something else out. And that's our job as coaches. It's not that you know we don't try to fit the kids into a box. But try to modify as, as much as we can, but you know, with two coaches, you don't do so much, but we do we do modify a little bit, you know, for certain kids who have certain issues, but um, for the most part, especially the college strength coach, like, you're never going to get it right, you never are, um, you can track all you want to, you can do all the data collection, you can have all the fancy gadgets, but at the end of the day, like, if your kid is not bought into, hey, I want to clean this is my goal, and I'm going to go attack it and achieve it. But, like, it doesn't matter what you're tracking. It doesn't. Like, you got to build bar you the got to you got to be able to pick something heavy up off the
1: No, for sure. It's the same thing of, like, doing a bunch of weightlifters or some other. I know y'all do some RPR stuff in here. Or, R, 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 yeah, R, I mean, you know, RV stuff in here. But, like, some of these people that do that. It's like, you know, I'm doing seven. I'm doing eight. Well, you know, like, are you... When you go to a meet, like, have you ever snatched 360? Like, yeah. have you ever attempted it? Like, how do you know you can do it? Just All because you've been, you've been working off, off an RPR set. Like, come on. Like, you have to do it. Yeah. You have to build confidence. Same with the thing with, like, a kid when they're running. If they're running a 40 and they think they can run a 4-4, but they're running 4-7, it's like, hey, dude, like, we got to work on stuff. Yeah. Like, and once you start breaking it down, like, you have a 4 four five nine, like hey see what we're, like it's working, now you're buying in. Yeah. the confidence is there to keep yeah. going. And I'm not a running
0: guru by any means. Like I'm learning you know as much as the next guy, but I had a kid who swore up and down he could run a four six or four five, he's one of our you know better receivers. And he came out on a test day and ran, you know, a four seven or a high four six and he was to call fashion. I was like, no my sound says you're not and He was like, No, I swear I'm fashion and I'll come back tomorrow and run. He's like okay so he comes back the next day, he runs a 4.7 again, and I'm like, this is how fast you are, bud. And he's like, no, I swear. Uh, so I was like, okay, watch. I'm gonna cut, you know, a tenth or two tenths of a second off your 40 in the next 10 minutes. And I was like, what? I was like, yeah. I was like, when you take off every time, like at first I worked on the stands gave him a basic 40 yeah. to, you to know, get out of it. And then I said, when you take off every time, your feet go outside of your hips. Yeah. And what happens when you change height? When you change direction, what happens? Your feet go outside of your hips to slow
1: down and change direction. Yeah. I said, if you can keep your feet under your hips, that'll cut a tip of a second. Yeah, and that, That's gonna take off probably an extra. He you might know, be running 41 miles because he's going. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. <laughs> so he did that, he did that, and then he got down to like a four, six, five. I said, okay, all right, now I'm gonna put you around, and instead of running into the middle of the football field, he didn't know this, but I said, instead of running into the middle of the football field, because, you know, there's turf fields, and every field is designed to be... was yeah, like a little... For the water. Yeah. yeah. So I said, I turned around, I said, hey, you're going to run down for He didn't, he didn't, you know, he didn't know. But he ran from the floor end, kept his feet up under him, and then I cleaned up one or two other things with, like, his arms and his knee uh, Yeah. You know, because a lot of times kids don't have good knee job because they don't have strong hip flexors. Yeah. I clean that up just spent five minutes or whatever he, i think he ran like a 4.9 yeah and i was like i was like dude i like, i did two things to you and yeah. you cut like two tenths of a second off your 40. that's how fast you really are yeah do you believe me now like when i say hey we need to fix this this and this yeah. or hey like do you believe me now when i say quit running outside of your framework I like, yeah. so like I we, we still have been trying to break that habit like every monday when we have kind of our top speed stuff he still is step, but he's a receiver. You can't blame him because every time when he comes off the ball, yeah. he 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 um, he staggered his route, or you know he sets up his route. They're right? yeah. either you know releasing outside, releasing inside. Yeah. So that's just a habit he's picked yeah. up for years. And I say, hey, we're working linear speed today. We're not working your route trees. We're not. You know. So well, that's also you know, like a lot of football,
1: thing. like players and coaches, like that. When you start sprinting, sprints turn into conditioning. Yeah. Like. We all play, we all have, We have sprints, but it's not like in reality we're sprouting like six sprints a day for speed. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little less, maybe a little more, yeah. but all of a sudden, you know, you start doing 10, 15 sprints for speed work. That's conditioning, so then you get lazy, you rise up. Same thing with like telling a kid like, hey, if you can stay low between 16 and 17 yards then rise up, you will run a faster forty. like just like that, because that's going to pull you through. And every time they do that, they'll run a little bit faster. Yeah,
0: and I think this past week, you know, Mondays are our quality speed days. Uh, I think this past week we may have pushed the distance or pushed the reps a little bit, yeah. but it's good. We're overreaching a little bit because they're about to have a week off the 4th of July. Yeah. So, but I mean, <laughs> we're, we're working every day. We've got some fast kids. Like, we'll throw the GPS units on them probably once or twice of the summer, but really we track practice. We want to see their speeds during practice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we know how much yardage they're getting, we know how fast they're running when they're training with this. Yeah. Now, of course, I would like to vote on a little more, but it's not, it's not a massive deal. Um, but we see, like, we have a fast team. Like, we have yeah. fast kids. Yeah. We just we want them to be that much faster or to be
1: able to hold that top speed this much yeah. longer. And it's getting them, too, to understand, you know, a lot of the kids, especially the receivers, the, the fast kids, they want to be so aggressive and so violent. It's like, hey, dude, if you just, like, relax a little bit, and be smooth you're gonna be way faster
0: oh yeah you know and I mean? that, yeah we worked at this past week we did uh i think we did you know flying tens or flying 20s and we said hey make this one 90 percent i said i said uh, i don't care i want you to move as fast as you can move but i want your face to relax and i want your hands and elbows and shoulders and everything to relax while you're doing this you know flying 20 or, flying 10 or whatever. And they were like, oh, okay. So, like, now that we've got these kids working in different, like, zones and different, like, weights and stuff, we can say, hey, this is the day we want to push you. This is the day we want to take care of you. Yeah. Like, you've got to start learning this as a player, as a person. Like, life is ebbs and flows. Yeah. It's, what, it's always, Yeah, what now. we do in here is ebbs and flows. What you do on the, on the field is ebbs and flows. You've got to learn when to push yourself and when to pull back. Like,
1: I can't be soft I mean it's just like like for instance like me with stuff Don has me doing like some days like I can't like, like yesterday really, on Wednesday I was supposed to go I was supposed to go like 195 to 200 on the clean jerk but had food poison or something the shits all week like I couldn't do that but I felt like crap yeah. I was cleaning it but I couldn't jerk and I was just like done dehydrated and yesterday I was supposed to work 85% not a change like it's but I knew I was dead, so I just, you know, get some quality reps in. Get some volume in. But not kill myself because I knew today I was supposed to go heavy as crap on snatches, which I did. I mean, I worked up to damn one, I mean, 360-something. Missed those, but I was making my 350s, and then I waved all the way back up to 350-something made it again, you know? You have to, like I so said, you have to know your body. You have to know, like, if you're having a bad day in the weight room as a kid, like, Tell the coach like, hey, I'm just not feeling it. Like, I'm giving max effort. I'm just letting you know, like. And the coach is usually going to be like, hey, I could just give the effort. If you have to lower percentage, just that's fine. But move it fast. But move it with intent. That's the thing. These kids, they realize the move. Do have intent. Even girlfriend breaks up with them. They fail two tests. They're on the line of being ineligible. Like, hey, we get it. Like, we were all we were all there. We understand. Like, we have teammates or ourselves that went through that. But when you're in here, even if you feel like shit or you're not 100%, if you have the intent of getting better, yeah. it's gonna, your nervous is going to get mad and you're going to get the most out of that. Yeah. So just going through the motions is what kills teams, kills Kings players. players. And, uh, and that's the thing. Like
0: If I've got a smart player in here, um, like Fox is in here right now, if he comes up to me, I see him working hard every day. Like He's in here grunting. He's in here grinding. And if I see him one day come in and he doesn't have the juice, like I can see it at warm I see every single kid how they warm up. And I tell them like, hey, if you don't have intent in your warm-up, then I know you're not here to work today. Yeah. Or if 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 you're just not feeling good in the warm-up, something's off, like because we do a lot of CNS stuff and a lot of kind of like just eyeball testing during the warm-up. If I see some kids like losing his balance a lot or like he's really frustrated with it, I'm like, hey, let's pull back today. Let's not be soft, but let's let's hit your hundred percent. Yeah. Let's not hit my hundred percent that yeah. I want you to do, let's hit your hundred percent. Yeah. Right. I think that's that's a big thing of it too, is like and I'm still young, like I'm finding that as a coach, but it's it's the kids who are in here and want to work. It's pushing them to the limit, not passion. Because eventually we'll get past it. And in those, those games you'll get past it. Yeah. Right? I I don't need to push you past it in here necessarily all the time. Yeah, one or two times, great. But every day coming here
1: just beating you down, especially some of our older guys. Yeah. I think uh, it's probably time today, but I think that's a good way to end it is just like like we always preach and like Chase just preached, the intent of your workout, the intent of what you're doing for the work today, like even if you're at fifty percent, like you, you give hundred percent intent, like you're gonna get better no matter what. Sports, life training weightlifting crossfit studying reading a book like you're studying for an exam or something and like your, your mind's not there you know what maybe five minutes bust busted take a break come back but the intense there to get that. so um, don't forget like subscribe uh i'll put all of our instagram handles on here follow us uh be sure to share it all that good stuff and uh next week i think uh you, two and Cody are going to yeah, well, <laughs> gonna try to do a podcast during Nationals. We're going to try do a live podcast. We're going to it's too great. Maybe set up at the gyms. we got the TV. Yeah, I have the there. Now. We can spin as you get up there, and then we'll, yeah. we'll talk smack on the other lifters. So, That was fun. Well, uh, can you tell me where to find you at, Jason?
0: Yeah, uh, Instagram. I think it's just Jason Milner. Um, and really, other than that, stay off of as much as I can for as long as I can. But you know, um, if you guys really want to reach out reach out to me, and just you know shoot me down or, or hit me up. Uh,
1: I don't have that much knowledge but what I have I can give you. So alright guys, thanks. we'll see y'all next time. There we right. Hey uh Rick help bacon clean this up Jason let's do a walkthrough with the weight room as I clean up and I'll put that in like the middle. Alright. We'll get out of here.